This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lind Group located in Ventura, California. This week, we're going to be talking about a lot of good stuff. We're going to be talking about protecting yourself, protecting your assets, protecting your retirement, protecting the ones that you loved. And as always with me is my good friend and co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, you there? How you doing, man? I am. I'm glad you called me Tony this time instead of Humpty Dumpty. Um, well, that was, that's just when we're off, off air. <laughs> just trying to get rid of that nickname. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We do have some fun off air, but this is an important topic and uh, glad to be back on the show today. Uh, thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, this is fantastic. So, uh, Michael, have you been doing okay? Are you keeping busy over there? Oh, we're always busy. I just got back. I had to. I drove up to Utah um, last Thursday, and we came back yesterday. But the idea, as I spoke about a couple weeks ago, you know, my my aunt unfortunately passed away very prematurely. Oh yeah. And um, you know, she has two ten year olds, and so we had to go up and spend some time with my uncle to help sort out things like social security benefits and property deeds and. There's a lot that happens, and you know, as, as terrible as and tragic as it is, it's been such a, a reminder and also a learning event on on the process and the challenges when we lose a loved one of how hard it is. Because number one, it's emotionally devastating. It's emotionally upsetting. It it can cause us to be depressed and be sad and not move forward very well. But at the same time, there's a lot of practical problems that come with losing a loved one that we have to deal with that people aren't always privy and aware of and don't really think about. I mean, going through the process of updating bank accounts, updating your estate planning documents. You know, everybody, if you lose a spouse, you need to go over to the the county building and file an affidavit of death. That way um, they remove that person from your property and they're not looking for their signature if you ever transfer, sell, or change it. You know, so there's just a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, a lot of the busy work that, that we don't want to deal with, too, because I think emotionally it, it, it's, it means we're also accepting it. And I think that that's scary, too. Well, in, so I think, it, Michael, I, I, I see where you're, you're, where you're headed here. And, and I agree. I mean, there are a lot of things that can happen to us in life, things that probably through no fault of our own um, or through anything we've even done you can be put in bad situations or you can be at risk. And, you know, we talk about market risk a lot on the show, uh, but what about your overall finances and, and, and your life as you move on? Um, your retirement can be put at risk. Your finances can be put at risk yeah. and you need protection yeah. from that. And the loss of a spouse fits into this because uh, when you lose a spouse, uh, all these things can happen. And, and you're right. The tendency is to not want to have to deal with things at that point. So, 
but yet all these things need to be done. And you need to work with a professional who can not only help you with that, but uh, isn't being proactive uh, a big answer to dealing with this? There are some things that will come up that you, there's no way you could foresee it coming or plan for it. The loss of a spouse is something that we're, a lot of us will have to deal with at some point. And so that yeah. is something that you can plan at least somewhat ahead for, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think I think the big key in a lot of situations is having the answers in place before something happens. Meaning, if you're the person listening to this radio show, if you're the person that's the head of your household, you manage the finances, you manage the investments, that is your job, your responsibility, your role. That's okay. But you have to say, wait a second, if something happens to me, how does my loved one survive? How do they take care of themselves? How do they manage investments? And if it's something that they don't have the aptitude or desire to be actively involved in that stuff, do you want your emotionally distraught loved one to be out shopping financial planners when you pass away? Oh. The answer is probably no, oh. because a lot of times we're going to be duped. We're going to be taken advantage of. We're going to make an emotional decision per the style of and thoughts of investments without being very rational. And so... You could be the head of the household with the finances, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be out helping and learning and meeting and building trusted relationships with people that are going to be able to come in and keep your family's life intact. You know, so I think that the effort starts now. It starts way before we have the problem is what are the tools? Who are the professionals? What are the systems that we put in place to make sure that we're protected? You know, and when you really think about that, it's huge. This happens all the time. And, and since I moved back to Ventura five years ago, I've met three older adult women. All husbands died. All husbands were in charge of everything. And those three women, they just always resonate with me, um, got tied up with, I'm going to say, bad relationships right afterwards. More due to the emotions, you know, due to the loss, sure. don't want to be alone, all those things. And in all those scenarios, they got duped out of a good portion or all of their money. Mm. Um, you know, and you say, oh, my gosh, how could that happen? But it happens. Yeah. It happens. People aren't thinking clearly when tragedy strikes. Yeah. You know, they're in, they're in low-grade permanent shock for years, perhaps. And, you know, so we got to make sure that we're protecting our loved ones and that we have professional relationships. Even if we're the, the self-proclaimed investment pick and genius, <laughs> you want to make sure that, that you, you pick the second best one to you for when the day comes that you're not available to do it anymore. That's true. Uh, that's a great yeah. point. And now you, what you do in a lot of ways is protect people. Um, not only from right. making their own mistakes, helping them make better decisions. So you're protecting them in some ways from themselves or their lack of information on uh, investment principles and finances and retirement planning. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of things that can happen and emergencies that can come up uh, that you can mm -hmm. help protect them from, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Normally in our first you know, consultation that we have with people. One of the questions I always ask is I'm kind of going through my little punch list of things I'm curious about is I ask people if they have an umbrella policy and I, I normally kind of get two thoughts coming back at me. One is most people say, well, what the heck is an umbrella policy? And, and two is, Oh, do you sell those? And it's funny cause I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't sell umbrella policies. I'm not trying to sell someone an umbrella policy, but an umbrella policy 
is a uh, uh, it's lawsuit insurance and it's simple in sense. And what I mean is life happens to us whether we want it to happen or not. And so if we're out driving downtown Main Street and we're looking out the windows and thinking, oh, maybe I want to go over to the lure and, you know, get some uh, and that that seafood crab Louis salad. That mm. thing's good. You got to get mm-hmm. that. So I'm going to I'm going to pull over there and you're not paying attention and you bump somebody on their bicycle in the crosswalk. Look, that was unintentional. You didn't get up this morning saying, I'm going to go run somebody over, but it happens. Now, if you have insurance and you max out your insurance coverage, so this is a real creditable lawsuit, you become personally liable, anything over whatever your insurance limits are, you could be personally liable out of your own pocket. Well, that's where umbrella policies come in. They protect you above and beyond your traditional homeowners or auto insurance limits. They give you an umbrella over your life. That way, if you have a problem, you don't lose all your money, all your savings, lose your house, lose your car and everything because of this goofy, unforeseen thing. If you have somebody over at your house that falls down and breaks their leg, you know, it's like all those funny stories we hear. You know, if you're if the guy robbing your house falls through your skylight and gets hurt and sues you. Then you know you want you don't want to be personally liable. Yeah, true story though. That actually I know, happened. I, I know there's weird stuff, but but that's what's scary is so many people are consumed about the investments. Oh my gosh, how am I going to make money? It's not about making money. At some point, it's about not losing money, it's, and not just from an investment standpoint, from a life standpoint. How do I how do I start buffering myself from the world? to make sure that now that I finally made it, I finally have some financial security. And whether it's a lot of money, a little money, you know, when you get to that point in life when you can't go out and work anymore and you can't bring in paychecks that you earned anymore, you have to protect what you have. And so, you know, going back to that theme, one of the simple things that we always talk about is is probably at a point of owning just an umbrella policy. That would give you an added layer of inexpensive lawsuit insurance. And I hate to break it to everybody, you know, Southern California's got great weather, but this is also like the most litigious place in the world. Yeah. You know, people, you bump into somebody and they say, woohoo, I just won the Powerball. So, you know, they they look forward to that. Yeah, it's true. I know, but we, but we got to be careful, you know, and that's, and that's talking on a level that's not even getting into your financial planning. It's not getting into your investments and your taxes and your income and, and all that stuff. That's just the, Hey man, I gotta, I gotta try to buffer myself from the world. Yeah. And so, so what you like to offer is some protection and obviously there's, there's different vehicles and strategies. I know it's not just about the vehicle, uh, but it's strategies that are a part of the plans you create for people. Uh, but there are vehicles as well that yeah. you can use to protect people. And you use that and not only insurance products, but other types of products and other types of accounts. And the way you allocate people's assets can help protect them. But I know that there are different strategies that can be used and not just your typical uh, long-term care policy, but long-term care insurance and health care. That's one area that I know a lot of our listeners are concerned about, especially as they get older or head into retirement, because healthcare costs are going crazy. But there are strategies and ways, um, no matter where you are financially, to hedge against that or at least have some protection going in, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that that is one of the big fears. I mean, healthcare 
I'm living it with my grandmother. My grandmother is up at the Gables in Ojai. It costs a lot of money. She's been there significantly longer than anybody thought she would be there. And so I'm living and breathing the fears that people have right now. And it's scary because it's expensive. How do you pay for it? How do you afford it? You don't want to be a ward of the state. You don't want to go <laughs> into a Medi-Cal facility. Right. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what Medicare will or won't pay for. And in the next couple of weeks, I'll have Tana, our in-house Medicare specialist, on to cover some of that. But, but long-term care is the perfect example. Long-term care, traditionally, gosh, what a terrible product. Who the heck would want to buy one of those? You know, uh, they're, they're so tough to manage and, and hopefully mm -hmm. regulation comes into place to better control them. But there's two big hiccups with long-term care that, I, that I'm not a fan of. And the hiccup one is, is long-term care is absolutely a health insurance product. What that means is health and long-term care providers can petition the state of California to raise their rates, which means if a lot of people go on claim and their costs go up, they can raise your rates. Now, wait a second. What is the fastest aging population in this country right now? It's the baby boomers. We're almost guaranteed that over the next 15 or 20 years, there's going to be a whole lot of people going on claim with their long-term care policies. Yep. And we can only be suspicious to think that that's going to run everybody's premiums up. And, you know, and I've got plenty of stories. I mean, we know some people um, that, that their parents are both 94, both using long-term care services. And at age 89, so five years ago, they got a premium rate hike that was so big they had to let the policies go, and it was about a year and a half before they ended up needing them. Um, wow. But they had had them for years. So premium is number one concern is we need a product where we don't have a crazy premium increase because when you're retired and you're collecting your paychecks, and those are fixed paychecks, Social Security, annuities, investment income, pensions, whatever it is, there's not a huge amount of cushion just to keep paying bigger and bigger bills, especially if they're exponential. If you're, if your annual premium goes from 3000 to 4,000, that's a big jump. So that's problem. Number one, the problem, the challenge number two with long-term care is, is the lose it, the use it or lose it mentality. And that is, well, geez, traditional long-term care, if you don't use it, which is probably a blessing, but if you didn't use it, that was sure a lot of money to put into that thing. Yeah. Um, for, for, for nothing to come back to you. So about 20 years ago, uh, the IRS and, and, and insurance companies approved the idea of actually using life insurance, using the death benefit for long-term care services where you could advance the death benefit. So instead of having to die to get your money from your life insurance, you could use it while you were living. And this, this solved a couple of our problems. One is, now, this is depending on product and companies and all that, so you got to be very conscious. That's my disclaimer. Um, but in general, with life insurance, if you bought the correct product, there's a contractual guarantee that your premium never increases. Well, wait a second. That just kind of solved my long-term care conundrum that my premium won't go up and I won't be surprised. It's not... Not that it's not inexpensive. It's just as expensive as long-term care, but at least we know we can lock in the premium and know how that works with our retirement income plan. And then twofold is if you're the lucky one who doesn't need long-term care, even though that number is getting statistically high of who's going to need it, um, you still have the residual death benefit that you can, you can access the money and 
for your family in a tax-free manner. And if you bought the right kind that accumulated cash value, you could cash the thing in someday. So there's a lot more flexibility when it comes to long-term care options than just buying the traditional long-term care policy. And so there's just a lot to explore there. And, and it just depends on the individual. You still have to qualify for these products. So if you have significant health issues, long-term care or life insurance as a long-term care policy won't, won't do you a lot of favors, probably. And so there's some other plan B options that we can talk about. The, um, the other thing, if there's one very interesting point between the difference of using traditional long-term care policies versus life insurance for long-term care is the ability to access money. Many, many years ago, my grandfather passed away. He had Parkinson's disease. Mm. And that was really sad as a young man because I, I remember watching him progress and, you know, it got to the point in the end where you, you couldn't understand the way he was speaking. You know, even though his mind was there, he could think, he could see you, he could try to talk to you. You couldn't understand anything. And I thought how difficult and challenging that must have been. That was hard for our family. And it went on for a long time. Mm. So one of the things that my mom did just because of the affordability of it is we hired a, a lady to come live in their house privately for 10 bucks an hour. We gave her a place to live. We gave her food. And it was kind of an under the table deal to, to have some regular care for my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's how we figured out being able to afford a good portion of it. And well, if you had a traditional long-term care policy, the problem with traditional long-term care is it's called a redemption policy, meaning you, if they say you could have $8,000 a month, you have to spend $8,000 a month with qualified long-term care providers, and then they reimburse you based on those receipts of qualified providers the amount you spent. So if you only spent $6,000, they are only going to give you $6,000. If you spent money and it wasn't on a qualified, approved long-term care provider, they're not going to give you anything. Well, I can tell you the mystery of life, if you use a qualified long-term care provider versus someone privately, it's way more expensive. Obviously. You know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, there, there's, there's some issues there. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at what's called a chronic illness rider, where you use life insurance as a long-term care policy, if you qualify, which is generally the same qualification process, you can't do two out of six of your activities of daily living, but if you qualify, and you're eligible for that same $8,000 a month through your life insurance policy, they advance it to you. They don't want receipts. They're not gonna hassle you. If you use that money for, for private providers that aren't, aren't long-term care certified, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what a fundamentally different thing. Yeah. I've got a contractual <laughs> guarantee of my premium. If I don't use it, my family gets something. I could maybe cash in some cash value if I wanted to. They're not gonna hassle me when I finally take the money out for whatever I use it for, um, it just, it, the fit feels so much better. And, and it's a shame because I can sit here and talk about how great these products sound, but still you have to qualify for them. So this is not slam dunk stuff. And to be fair, once again, depending on your age and health and whatnot, it's not inexpensive either. Sure. So but there's still a monthly just, premium, but it's just a lot better solution. And it's good to know, uh, Michael, that there are options. And I think a lot of folks don't know that they have options and they get themselves into bad situations because they think, hey, I need this. I, I got to do this. Or some some right. big box insurance salesman talks them into something that they either can't really can't afford 
or shouldn't be doing because they could save so much more money by using a different strategy. And I think that's what I like about you. Yeah. You take in the overall picture and it's not just about pushing a particular product. But before we go on, uh, Michael, we need to take a quick commercial break. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, or tell our listeners before we take this break? Um, no, we're talking a lot about protecting yourself. You need, you know, whether you need umbrella policies, whether you need long-term care insurance, life insurance, what are those things in your life that are relevant to you? We don't know. So this is a general show. We talk about general topics. It doesn't mean that these things necessarily apply to you. The only way that we find out is if you want to come in for a complimentary consultation, we're more than happy to personalize our thoughts and our opinions towards your family situation. Give us a call, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. Located in Ventura, right off of Victoria, right next to the government center. Easy to find. In today's volatile environment, making sure your scales are balanced has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if not properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. At The Lynn Group, we created a report that has general guidelines for proper allocation of your retirement and investment assets called the Rule of 100. You can download your own complimentary Rule of 100 report at financiallytunedradio.com or call us today at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. But as always, our leader, our financial expert, and my good friend, <laughs> Michael Mansfield, is in the house. Michael, it's so important uh, to have this discussion. I'm glad we're talking today about being protected. And, you know, especially as we head into retirement, then there's so much more we need protection from. I mean, right. I, I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I, the, I get upset, Michael. The two things I get most upset about, and I'm not going to get political, but the thing I think this country uh, lacks is taking care of, number one, our veterans, and number two, uh, our seniors and re people, retirees, because retirees seem to be, both of those groups seem to be taken advantage of. And it makes yeah. me angry. And so as I think about retirement, I hope that um, I'm cognitive enough throughout my retirement to avoid getting taken advantage of like, you know, we have problems with identity theft or somebody yeah. selling people insurance policies or like a variable annuity that's that there that isn't going to be any good for them. You know, and the sad mm -hmm. thing is, is it ruins it for the actual strategies and someone like yourself who says, hey, a fixed index annuity could be a really good retirement vehicle. But a lot of people out there listening are going, oh, 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 no, I know somebody got ripped off and that's those things are terrible. <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah. Those things can be real terrible. And everyone is different. It depends on the contract. Do you have somebody who's legally responsible to do what's your, in your best interest, helping you uh, with that contract, negotiate that with a company that he doesn't work for? I mean, that's a whole different scenario than going to directly to the insurance company and saying, hey, one of your sales reps, sell me something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And that's that's why I get so passionate and why I'm doing the show with you. 
No, and you're, and you're totally right. You know, a lot of times people just need to realize that their situation is different than their best friends. Their situation is different than their neighbors. And so a lot of times those opinions that they hear at the bar, at the coffee table, at Starbucks, whatever it is, don't always fit them. I mean, the two most common things that we hear are so terrible. Number one, reverse mortgages. Well, reverse mortgages aren't right for everybody. That's totally true. And there are bad reverse mortgage programs out there. But then again, for the right person, it can make total sense. I have five or six clients that have reverse mortgages. I don't do them personally, but the whole premise was we vetted out the answer and decided that that made the most sense as the, as the tool for them. The other thing is obviously annuities. The problem is, is annuities aren't bad. The, pr the problem where annuities are bad is the products. So if you were to lay 10 annuity products on the table, you could probably throw nine of them in the trash for so many reasons, and then there's one good one. And that's the fundamental problem. There are great vehicles. My mom owns an annuity. My grandmother owns an annuity. My aunt owns an annuity. So are they bad? I don't think so. But I do think there are bad products out there. Variable annuities, you know, it's not that they're all bad, but they have a tendency to, you know, have abnormally high fees. You know, so there's a lot of things that have to be evaluated and understood. Now, granted, Annuities aren't right for everybody. We have to vet out that decision and make sure that it's the appropriate type of investment vehicle that somebody needed. Just like stocks aren't right for everyone. Well, I've got tons of clients that are in stocks. But then again, I have tons of clients that aren't in stocks. You have to cater the theme for the individual. That's the problem with sales tactics in the financial planning industry. In the first or second meeting, everybody on earth is just trying to sell you something. You can't just buy stuff. If someone walks in and says, oh, good golly, look at this little $30,000 IRA. You don't need that. Let me throw it over here for you. That's not helping you with anything. That's selling you something. So you can't allow people to just say, hey, hooray, you have this account. Let me throw it in this thing for you. You need to require that financial planners do something crazy. They do planning. They do financial planning for you. They don't just sell you investments. They need to create the big picture. They need to understand your social security. They need to understand your pensions. They need to understand your required income. They need to understand your taxes, understand your risk to inflation. They need to figure out how much money you have, how much income you have, and bring it all together for you. They need to see if your estate planning is done. They need to see what types of products and services and tools you need before they offer them to you. Uh, and this is such a great discussion to have. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by today. Michael, is there anything you'd like to add before we go today? Yeah, no, I, I brought in a post-it of stuff I wanted to talk about. We only talked about half of it. So there's obviously a lot on this topic that always needs to be covered with people. We, we offer a complimentary consultation if you'd like to come in and, and vet out your own situation to see how our thoughts and processes might apply to you. You can reach us at 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Our radio website where you can hear the recordings of our show is financiallytunedradio.com. So those are some good ways to get a hold of us. If, if anybody is interested, I'll offer a complimentary copy of my book, uh, The Wealth Puzzle. It's a guide to retirement planning. So I don't focus on investments. I focus on the proper things that are important as you consider retirement before you consider the investment. Um, there's a lot there. So call us, reach out, be more than happy to meet with you and help you guys out. But as always, um, we'll see you guys again next Saturday. And thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 